Real estate therapist, Larry Shackman, a top-producing real estate broker, author, CEO, and founder of TrustedAgentUSA.com, the ultimate real estate matchmaker, connecting you with top-performing agents for 2% commission. Each week, we bring you exclusive interviews with industry experts, covering everything from staging to negotiation strategies to home inspection issues and everything in between. Whether you're selling your home, a first-time homebuyer, or a seasoned investor, we've got you covered. Let's make your real estate dreams a reality in this fast-moving and ever-changing real estate market. This program is funded in whole or in part by Trusted Agent USA, Illinois license number 475-145-795. Now, now, here's Larry. All right, good morning, you guys. We are going live on TikTok and we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Um, welcome this morning to our hump day broadcast of the real estate radio show podcast. We're going to have Dylan Kramer joining us shortly, branch manager of benchmark mortgage, and he's going to have some things to talk about regarding the mortgage industry and some other things going on. He'll be with us for about half the show today. And, uh, we got a lot to talk about that is important stuff for buyers, sellers, and investors. I have a listing coming on the market that if you're looking to add another door to your inventory, this is priced at $119.9. And it has a renter, a tenant that's in there for two years. So it's a turnkey rental opportunity. It works. I ran the numbers. And uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit too. A couple other listings. Before we get into anything, let's real quickly thank all of our sponsors. First of all, Trusted Agent USA. This is where we meld what consumers want and what real estate agents want. Real estate agents want great buyers, sellers, and investors to work with that are serious about moving forward without having to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on customer acquisition costs. So that's what we do. We pair them with buyers, sellers, and investors that are looking for experienced agents that are producing and that are performing out there and that are going to get you over the finish line from the beginning when you start looking until the day you're handed the keys. And that's important. That's what we do. We match those two folks for free with no obligation. So if you're interested, go to trustedagentusa.com and save a ton of money when you're buying, selling, or investing. Now let's uh, thank a couple of our other partners here too. And first, of course, is Dylan Kramer, who we're going to bring on here in about half a second. Dylan, like I said, is the benchmark uh, man, it's the manager at Benchmark Mortgage in Oak Brook. And uh, Dylan, of course, does business all over the country, but we're here in Chicago Metro. If he can help you, uh, he's going to give you all of his contact information. You can reach out to him. I also want to thank, of course, At Home Title Services. And At Home Title Services actually uh today what is the date today today is the 13th so if you are a real estate agent in illinois and you would also like to become a registered title agent and offer that service to your sellers here in illinois 
go sign up right now. They have a uh, virtual event going on right now that you can find out how to get trained for free and become a registered title agent. So go check that out. Go to athometitleservices.com and sign up for their virtual event, which I believe is has either started or is starting shortly. Having said all of that, let's bring our buddy on, Dylan Kramer. Hey, my friend. How are you? Look at Dylan. All yeah, dressed I'm all shined up. up like a new penny. Got his hair combed, all everything's going on. Yeah, yeah. It's a good look. I can't help that. Go ahead. Take a shot. Take I, got no, I got no shots, man. Look, I, you know what, Larry? At the end of the day, uh, there are, in my estimation, three types of guys. Guys who have no trouble with their hairline as they get a little older. Uh, guys who pretend they have no trouble with their hairline. And guys who take control of what's going on with their hairline. I'm in the third group. That's all right. Yeah, that's okay. And you know what? I was losing an uphill battle 15 years ago. I decided I'm getting this haircut. It's it cool. takes you it takes you a lot less longer to get ready than it does Absolutely. me. Absolutely. It's 90 seconds. A lot less shorter, I should haircut. say. Exactly. Exactly. How you doing? How you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. I am uh, you know, I got a, I got a few interesting business things going on. Um nothing for the podcast, but definitely um, some of the stuff that you and I have been talking about kind of offline is coming to fruition over the next 10 days. Good. Um, we kind of had an interesting um, situation develop just this morning, and I'm excited about that. So we'll see how all that goes. But awesome. it, that, that's a conversation for another time. I am surprised um, by how much activity we have in the current market situation. What's the current market situation? Well, you know, we're sitting here with rates around seven, right? And, and in the grand scheme, not of bad. Things, no, no, not bad. You can get 7% all day long at this point. The Fed meets today. So in two hours, we'll know what their decision is. I think that the Fed is going to find themselves um, telling everybody they're holding everything steady and it's just going to be the language of the announcement that's going to be important. So we'll talk right. about that on Saturday in more detail because we'll have that in the rear view mirror behind us. But I do think that um, the the market wants rates to moderate a little bit in the short run. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but no question about that. Um, the stock market is loving where the rates are and where yeah, they think sure. they're going and what they think the Fed is going to do. The stock market right now is banking on the fact that the Feds are going to drop rates. I, I completely agree. I apologize. I'm getting a text relative to something that's fairly urgent. Um, so, yeah, it's um, the, 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 the market is working on the assumption that we are going to have lower rates in the short run. Is the stock market right? I don't know. It's usually the bond market that's right. So the bond market will react to the Fed, and then the stock market will take its cue from there. So it's going to be interesting to see. But the other thing that's been interesting, Larry, is we're working on a handful of pre-approvals right now that are really interesting. And what I mean by that is- I love that word. We're, we're, well, you know, we've got refinance pre-approvals. I got a guy who, who, since I worked with him in 2021, has bought two cars for, with payments of north of $1,000 each. And he's like, they're killing me. Maybe I can use my equity to refinance and roll those cars in 
Now he's like, well, maybe I want a second mortgage, which might work. But at the end of the day, that's variable too. Now, if rates moderate, that's cool. But if rates go up again in six months, it's a problem. Doesn't solve his, his real problem. So, you know, he his best bet is likely to turn around and roll it into a new mortgage and buy himself probably 1500 bucks a month in payment relief. Um, and we've talked the, about that. On other yeah. Shows. Yeah. And so, so that's an interesting one. We got a guy buying, you know, a six acre lot out in the Rockford area, um, you know, more Rockford than Chicago Metro. Um, and so we're working on that pre-approval and, and trying to make sure uh, doing some advanced work on the requirements um, you know, one of the things when you look at specific properties, Larry, we talk about this in terms of pre-approving people thoroughly and completely, right? We've had those conversations in the past. When you come to me with a six acre property, that has got a well and septic system. It's very similar to the situation where you have an HOA <clears throat> that you have to navigate as well. You're right. like, okay, there are some property specific stuff that if we can learn about that rather than learn about it six weeks from now, and get it in front of an underwriter early. Hundred percent. We can do that. So this borrower yeah. is going to put, you know, and, and here's the thing: he knows that there's a well and septic issue, and he has the capacity in his professional life to fix it himself. The problem is, it's got to. He's not going to get permission to, if you will, from a lender if he has to do well accepted report up front because they want the thing fixed on the day of closing when it gets turned over to him. Right. So we're trying to say, hey, can we do enough down payment to get a minimum look from an appraisal standpoint so that we can get uh, ensure that the appraiser is not going to raise the red flag on, hey, we need a well and septic report, for example. Same right. thing can happen with associations. Get ahead of it. Reviews and budgets and all that stuff. It's yeah. always the the extra legwork that kind of goes unforeseen. So when people are, you know, you have the same version of, of, of this story, right? When, when people tell me, well, you know, all you do is take a look at my pay stubs and tell me whether I can get a loan or not. Like it's not, how hard is it? it it's actually really hard if you're doing it right. Mm -hmm. and, and it's much like your situation where people are like, well, all you do is stick people in the car and show them houses. Like, what's the big deal? It's like, well, you don't see yeah. the time we go look at 20 houses and buy none of them. Yeah. Or put eight contracts in and uh, get none get of those. None of right. them. So uh, what I figured you were probably on your way to a uh, to a refi appointment because refis last week were up 14 percent. Refis are definitely up without right. a doubt. Uh, yeah. You know what? I have not. I still have not seen a uh, a, a refi. Really? Yeah, uh, it's probably been two years since we did one. Um, now, we might here in the next week or two, um, you know, um, hold on, I'm still texting. Sorry. Yeah, we're like last week, uh, I was reading something that refis are up 14%. You know, I mean, people now that rates are starting to come down a little bit, they're starting to think about refining. And of course, not those people with three and four and 5% uh mortgages but uh you know others it's i, I think it's one of the things about the refi activity larry is that there's there's two things going on um the first one is that we are in a situation no question where the marketing engine in the mortgage industry is taking hold so there's a whole 
rates have dropped conversation going on because they have, as we've discussed, they've dropped from eight to seven. Now, does that open up opportunities financially for an overwhelming majority of the market? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Does it open up a marketing angle to turn around and start beating a drum? Yeah. And is awareness bad? No. So we're probably in pretty good shape overall there. Um, the second thing is, look, the longer the borrowers and, 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 and you know, look, we're, we're every business, not just yours, not just mine, right? Every business exists to call, to solve someone's problem. Right. And people are having the problem of these ongoing payment commitments that are absolutely choking them. And if you get a window to take a look at some relief, I think that, that that's a real thing. And yeah. the thing is that the call center mortgage shops haven't just thrown their arms up and said, well, what are we going to do? Like they're calling everybody and they're asking questions and they're trying to get to the bottom of, should you be refinancing? And I would argue that sometimes they're a little more aggressive in convincing people to give up their 4% loans than they should be otherwise. But look, right. the other thing is uh, people are not here uh, in America in the 21st century for uh, long-term solutions. Like they yeah. want immediate pain relief. <laughs> immediate and, gratification. Right. And so yeah. that immediate gratification thing says, well, I, I don't want to give up my 2.99. But I also don't want to spend three years paying off the credit cards I ran off. So I'll just do this and be done with it. And, right. And it'll let me reset and reboot. And look, the stress relief is real. I, I and there's that. options out there to do that. You know, sure. we talked in the, I'm not sure if it was the last show or the show before that, where we talked about, look, if you have, you know, a lot of people think they have to put 20% down, right? Right. So they'll spend three years saving 10% more to get to that 20% threshold. But at the same time, they're paying $2,000 a month rent. So they've paid $72,000 in rent over those two, three years. So here's the thing. The reason I bring that up is because in this business, in, in any business, you know, there's that old saying, success loves speed, right? Right. <laughs> Don't be indecisive. Typically, if you're indecisive when it comes to a financial decision, you are going to leave money on the table. And that is 100% true when it comes to real estate, stocks, I don't care what it is. Mm -hmm. But particularly real estate, particularly in a fairly hot market, which we have right now. So remember that property I told you about that we put on the market in... Yep. Uh, we put this property on the market uh, in the PLN about, I want to say, three weeks ago. We got a contract on it for cash. Nice. Yes. Nice. For cash. Brand, the, the apartment is completely rehabbed top to bottom, right? So I'm thinking, done deal, right? Uh -oh. The person uh -oh. that well, check this out. The person that put the contract on the mar uh, under contract before it officially came on the market because she wanted it so bad and she didn't want to deal with price, you know, uh, you know, 
price wars and all that. She didn't want to deal with that right. because that's what's going to happen with this property. It happens with all of them in this complex. So she wanted to just get it under contract. This lady has a million dollars in the bank. Okay. She's paying rent. She's paying about $28,000 a year in rent. Right. And, right. uh, she backed out of the deal because she wants to repaint the place and do something else to it. Now, mind you, this place is like in perfect condition. The The right. kitchen is completely sure. renovated. The whole place is newly painted, brand new wood laminate floors, gorgeous floors. Um, and, you know, that is a perfect example indoor parking the parking spot alone is worth 25 grand and it's included in the price right so um she backed out of the deal and her agent told me it's the third deal she's done this with in that complex and she told her client you know what we're not looking at any more properties in this complex because if you're not going to buy this property, right. you're not going to buy any you don't property. Want, you don't want to live there. Right? Yeah, you don't. There, for whatever reason, you're not buying a uh, condo in this property. And she's one of those that's going to buy a condo here in Chicago Metro and he and also in Florida. So it's like here she is, and and her own agent brought up what we've talked about. You're paying rent. You're paying $2,300 or right, whatever right. it is, $2,400 a month rent. And why are you doing that? I mean, you're literally right. throwing money away. And, but you know, that's where being indecisive. So let's say she pays rent for another six months and she finds a place. She's in the hole. Yeah. And she's not going to find a place as nice as this. So, well, she may, I shouldn't say that, but- in this complex, I would highly doubt that. It's highly right. unlikely. Right. Um, but that's what being indecisive can do. It will, you will leave money on the table. For sure. And she's she's putting money out of pocket now for no reason at all. Right. And by the way, the only reason we sold it for, for what we did, because I know we're going to sell it for more, even though she bought it for list price is because it was a cash deal. She was closing in two weeks and there are some health issues on the other side. So we wanted right. to make this easy. Yeah, it's kind of it, crappy for yourself. Yeah, there were a lot of things going on. So she got this house probably at a $10,000 premium just because she was cash right. and closing in two weeks. Uh, well, Insane. Hopefully it sells soon enough. Oh, no, I'm not even worried about that. So, yeah, cool, man. Well, what else you got? Because I'm on a short window today. So let, you, you, what else you got for me? Yeah, if you got to leave, that's fine. We got we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I got a lot of, uh, you know, I'm going to get into what happens when you overprice your home. You know, as uh, as always, I like to uh, let people know the top tens of real estate, 32 proven top 10 real estate lists that will maximize your profit when you buy, sell, or invest. Now, what we're going to talk about today, which is, I believe, chapter 10 in the book, is the top 10 things that happen when you overprice your home. 
when you overprice your home, you are putting yourself at a huge disadvantage. The idea is not to price your home as high as possible and then come down over time. You will leave money on the table. The, the, the optimum way to market your home, not only by staging it correctly and everything else, but a big part of it is pricing your home correctly. It is super important. And if you don't do that, uh, you are going to be in for a long road on the market. So if you want this book for free, you can go buy it at Amazon or wherever else you want to buy it. But if you want the ebook for free, just text me at 630-921-0611 with the word book. And I will send you a free ebook, the top tens of real estate. Uh, so we're going to talk about that a little bit um, and some other things. But cool. uh, yeah, you know, one other thing I wanted to cover with you before you leave. Yeah, let's do it. So we, we talked about the thing that really, really kind of calibrates things in our world and puts us where we eventually are, are bonds, right? Yes, for sure. Okay. So oil prices are at a six month low, mm -hmm. right? So as a result of that, there's a lower bond yield, correct? Am I right? Yeah. So the answer to that is yes, Larry, long story short, bonds, particularly mortgage-backed securities set mortgage rates, but the 10-year treasury rate is kind of a global interest rate and they track very, very closely. So both of those have been impacted by lower oil prices and whether oil goes higher, which is deemed inflationary or lower, which is deemed deflationary, has that impact on the bond market and then the rest of the rates kind of reset with that. So if we continue to see a slowing economy, less demand for oil, we'll have lower rates. Exactly. And that is kind of what's happening. It's lowest oil in the last couple of months. We'll yeah. see what happens from here. You know, I, I look, your guess is as good as mine. We get a real recession. We're going to have lower rates. Like that's reality. You you know what my guess is. I don't think we're going yeah, into a lower recession. Rates by spring in the five. Yeah, I, I do I not think we're going into a recession. I really don't. I mean, there's no, I don't see any indication of that really. If you do tell me. I do not. I do not. Okay. Yeah. All right, I, my I, man. I'm sorry. I, 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 I do have to jet. All right, man. Go ahead. Have a cool. great day. Right, and I will we talk, will I'm going to talk, talk to you later today or tomorrow, more likely tomorrow. And then okay. uh, we're back on on Saturday, right? See you guys. See you Saturday. We'll see all you guys Saturday, but we'll see you too. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Larry. All right, bud. I'll see you. All right, everybody, that was Dylan. Dylan's off to an appointment, so he is going to be gone for the rest of this show, but we have a lot to talk about. Like I said, we're going to talk about things that are going to benefit sellers, buyers, and investors, and we're going to get to, um, let me close this real quick. We're going to get to... Uh, we're going to get to the top 10 things that happen when you overprice your home in a minute here. But I want to tell all of the people out there looking for homes about a couple of really exciting listings we have coming on the market. I want to give everybody a, a heads up on this, that one of them is on the market right now. And uh, we're going to 
get to that. Actually, let's talk about something that's coming on the market after the first of the year. So after the first of the year, check this out, guys. You're going to love this picture. Um, after the first of the year, we have a 151-acre Appaloosa horse farm coming on the market. And uh, this is located in Princeton, Illinois. And it's an amazing property. It actually has a fresh spring running through it. And there's a, about an eight acre field right next to it that you could flood and turn into your own private lake, stock it and turn it into your own private lake to fish on and actually enhance the property further. Um, but it's, it's, really exciting. I, I went out there and walked the whole property, actually didn't walk it, rode it in a golf cart, but uh, just an awesome property. And the horses are not included. This horse, for instance, I believe is already sold, sold for about $8,000. This is a little, little baby Appaloosa. Let's see if I could make the picture a little bigger. Look at that guy. Yeah, he's, he, he's the, the cutest little horse I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but there's a lot of uh, a lot of opportunity with this property. Uh, Princeton is about an hour and 30 minutes outside of Naperville. And uh, this property is amazing. So, yeah, 151 acre Appaloosa horse farm coming on the market. You could keep it a horse farm if you want. If you have horses and you just want, you know, it has amazing stables and amazing amenities for the horses. I mean, this is a real working horse farm. Um, so that'll be coming on the market uh, sometime after the first of the year. So, uh, Keep in mind, hey, if you got a horse, if you have horses, if you're looking for a place to get away for two, three months a year, uh, and uh, here it is. Uh, this place is amazing. Um, another, uh, another listing that I want to uh, tell you guys about, which really I'm, I'm really excited to share this with you, is... Uh, 563 Dover Court in Buffalo Grove. Now, 563 Dover Court in Buffalo Grove is located in the Adley E. Stevenson School District, which is a very highly rated school district. I, I think Adley E. Stevenson, Adley E. Stevenson is number five or six in the whole country in terms of its ranking that high school. So people just flock to that area for that reason alone. But this property is amazing. It's over 7,000 square feet, including uh, the main floor square footage and the finished basement. It has a very private backyard with an in-ground pool for tons of summertime fun. And uh, it's, it's a great property. So that will be coming on the market in probably a week or less that's coming on the PLN. So if you want to know about any of these properties we're talking about right now, just give me a call at 630-921-0611. Or uh, you can email me as well at Larry at TrustedAgentUSA.com. So either one of those ways you can get in touch with me and we will, hello, TikTok, we will, um, we'll give you all the info on these properties. But yeah, this is a, 
this is a great property. Now, there's one other property I want to tell you about real quickly. Um, and let me just get this up real quick here. This actually, there's two. Okay, this is a uh, this is a picture of the kitchen in a condo we currently have on the market. Now, get this, guys. This this including parking. This property is currently on the market for two nineteen. Nine, And these properties go extremely fast. It's a two bedroom, one and a half bath, completely rehabbed top to bottom, as you can see, uh, the kitchen. Um, those are quartz countertops, all stainless steel, canned lighting throughout, um, but just a really nice property right in the middle of Naperville. You could walk to downtown Naperville from this property and uh, it's a great property. So check it out. Remember 630-921-0611. You can give me a call and I will give you all the information about that. Let's go to another property. Now this is where I was talking about how this property is uh, really an investment property. This is really for investors because this property, um, this property has a tenant in there with a two-year lease that goes up until I believe October of 2025. And she's an amazing tenant. I leased the property. So she's an amazing tenant. The seller has to sell now for personal reasons, or she wouldn't even be selling this property. But uh, the numbers work on this property. The property is listed at, get this, all of you investors out there, this property is listed at $119.9. It's a one bedroom, one bath. Uh, in a great location in Lyle, about six or eight blocks away from uh, the 355 uh, to get on 355 to go anywhere. Um, and uh, it's an awesome property. I'm going to give you a little, little, uh, let's get a little, little look at this property here. Um, give me a second and I'm going to bring that up. Uh, let's see, uh, this property, so it's listed for one nineteen nine, and, uh, like it, this is a turnkey investor's dream. So this is just a kind of a wide shot of the, uh, um, living room area, dining room area, looking into the kitchen, which is all completely renovated. Um, and this property, like I said, is listed for $119.9. So if you're an investor and you're looking for another door to add to your inventory, this is a no-brainer. It's an absolute no-brainer. So uh, again, give me a call if you're interested, 630-921-0611 or email me at larry at trustedagentusa.com and go to trustedagentusa.com and see how much money you can save when you buy, sell, or invest. So having said all of that, uh, yeah, those are some of the listings we have coming on the market. 
Uh, so whether you're an investor or whether you're looking for uh, you're an owner occupant looking for a new place or a second place, um, these are some great opportunities. So uh, don't forget, give me a call. Um, so I want to talk, you know, we talked a little bit about how oil prices have gone down. They're at their lowest point in six months. We all see that when we go and fill our tanks up with gas. Thank God. Um, oil prices, when they go low, bond yields go lower. When they go low, interest rates typically drop. Let's hope that trend continues. Let's hope the trend is our friend and uh, that continues. I personally think it will. I think we're going to have even lower interest rates come this spring. I could be wrong. Most times people try and predict things. They are wrong. You got a 50-50 shot at best. We never know what's going to happen geopolitically in this world, right? Which could turn everything on its ear. Um, so... Uh, that is important. I'm going to plug my phone in here so it doesn't go dead on me and I don't lose TikTok. Give me a second here, guys. Um, but yeah, these are some these are some really, really nice listings. And with rates going down, like I said, I personally think they're going to go lower come spring. I could be wrong. I can guarantee you we're going to have more inventory on the market this spring. You're going to see inventory starting to creep its way onto the market. It already is. Uh, you know, me, myself, my partner, uh, and some of my associates, we're all, you know, putting properties on the market currently. And if we're doing it, Others are out there doing it too. So you're going to have more properties on the market, but as rates go lower, you're going to have a lot more buyers on the market. Uh, so what happens when, you know, that, that demand factor goes up, prices go up. So keep that in mind. You know, do you want to buy a house at 7% for $30,000 less? Or do you want to buy a house for six and a half percent for $30,000 more? It's up to you. But like I said, speed, lo uh, success loves speed, especially when it comes to financial decisions. You want to do your due diligence. You want to make sure that, uh, you know, you're checking off all the boxes and, and making sure that you're, you know, kind of paying attention to everything you need to when you're making a financial decision but make the decision. Like I said earlier today in the show, I had a lady back out of this condo in, um, in Naperville that I guarantee you is just leaving all kinds of money on the, uh, on the market. So, uh, Hey, MD, what's up? How you doing? Nice to see you, bud. Glad you're joining us. Um, Hey, um, I want, uh, I want to, uh, so somebody said somebody TL Lewis just dropped a comment about, I own title company only deals I have are cash. Huh? Interesting. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I get like these cash, this, this deal that just, fell apart really just because of an indecisive buyer, no other reason than that, um, fell apart for one reason. And that is, 
um, just couldn't make a decision. Loved the place, bought it before it was officially on the market, but couldn't make a decision. So she's leaving money on the table. Guarantee it. She's continuing to pay her $23 or $2,400 a month that she gets nothing out of. She's just simply paying somebody else's uh, mortgage. And uh, so, yeah, I'm seeing cash deals. I'm seeing uh, I'm seeing finance deals. So really, I, it's kind of running the whole gamut. But most people uh, that I'm seeing are financing these deals. And remember, you don't have to wait till you have that 20% to put down. That's great if you do, but there are opportunities to purchase if you don't. So the story time with the real estate therapist, me, was that whole thing we talked about in the beginning of the show where be decisive when making financial decisions. If you see a place, you love a place, you're always going to find ways to talk yourself out of it. But if that place checks off pretty much all the boxes you're looking for and you're getting it at a premium before it officially comes on the market, that's a tough deal to walk away from. So just be decisive because let's say you wait three years to save up that other 10% or two years, but at the same time you're paying $2,000 a month in rent, well, you've just blown $48,000 out of your pockets, right? Or if you've rented for the three years uh, to save that additional 10%, you've, uh, you know, we're talking $72,000. So it's, it's, it's a lot of money. And it's, it's something to consider. So I want to talk about something because we're going to see a lot of properties coming on the market. Uh, after, you know, we're kind of in a lull right now, not really for sellers because the buyers that are out there right now looking at homes between Thanksgiving and the first of the year, these are extremely serious buyers that are looking to buy now. They are looking to purchase now because they would not be out there looking if they weren't serious. Not now, not at this time of year. So that is a great thing for sellers. I want to let all you sellers know whenever you hear, oh, you know, should I, I shouldn't put my house on the market, you know, around the holidays, or I shouldn't put my house on the market, you know, in, in the winter because nobody's looking wrong, a hundred percent wrong. The people that are looking at that time are serious buyers and they are ready to make a move. So keep that in mind because after the first of the year, you're going to see a lot more properties come on the market. And I want to talk about something that, uh, um, you know, is really, really important. And that is what happens when you over price your home? What are the top 10 things that happen when you overprice your home? And uh, let's get into that. All right. So um, the top 10 things that happen when you overprice your home are not good. They're just not good. And I'm going to put my glasses on so I could actually see what I'm talking about here. 
and I don't want to miss any points, but uh, so for one, um, you are going to see, well, well, let's just start with number 10 and I'm going to, I'm going to look at it right on the book here. You guys can see it on the screen. So number 10 is reduced profit, right? So think about this and not if you do eventually sell your homes, all homes sell. Okay. I was an REO broker. I've sold homes for $11,000 in Joliet, Illinois, that didn't have any windows. And when you walked in the house, you pushed the door, it, it fell open and you looked up and you could see through the roof. Somebody bought the house, tore it down, built a new house, uh, in that area. Um, and that, that wasn't, that was like a, a C minus area, uh, in Joliet. So, but even that house sold. So all houses sell. It's just a matter of how long it takes them to sell. And are you leaving money on the table as a result of that? Remember, excuse me, the number one thing that will just eat away at your price is market time. The longer you're on the market, the farther away you are getting from your asking price. It is as simple as that. Perception is reality and people start wondering, well, why is this property on the market? Why is it not selling? So let's start with number 10. What happens when you overprice your home? Number 10, when you do eventually uh, sell your home, you may end up selling it and you probably will end up selling it for less than you could have if it had been, if it had been priced more competitively from the start. And that will reduce in reduced profit and eat away at your equity. Now, here's what I mean by that real quickly. Your home is never more sought after than when you first come on the market. It has never been rejected for price, condition, or location. So people are excited to see it. Remember back a couple years ago when you waited with 30 people in line to get into a house to see it? A little different because the supply and demand issue was a little bit different, but particularly where we find ourselves now pricing your home is extremely important because it's never more sought after than when you first come on the market and it's never been rejected for the three things I mentioned, price, condition, or location. So people are excited to see it and they have no objections to it. So they're going to flock to it. So reduced profit, that's number 10. Number nine, increase carrying costs. This is important. So the longer you hold on to your home, the longer you're making those mortgage payments, the longer you're making those tax payments, <clears throat> things go wrong when you hold on to your home longer, right? So um, as an REO agent, the one thing I noticed is that the longer we held on to a home, the more things went wrong with it that we had to throw money at to fix, which ate away at already a reduced profit that these services were making on these foreclosed properties. The same thing happens to your home. The longer you hold on to it, um, the higher the carrying costs. And if your home takes longer to sell, you're going 
to be paying those carrying costs, which is eating away at your profit at the end of the day. So super, super important. Price your home correctly. Okay, number nine, reduced chances of a successful sale. So here's what I mean by that. Overall, overpricing your home, it could reduce the chances for a successful, quick, very profitable sale. And that is simply because people are going to kind of question, why is your home priced like it is? And the offers you're going to get, and we'll get into that in a bit here, um, the offers you're going to get aren't, aren't going to excite you probably. Okay. So number seven, difficulty in making a comparison. And what I mean by that is, so if you overprice your home, take my glasses off for a second here. If you overprice your home, the problem with that is it's not going to compare favorably with the other homes that buyers are looking at in the same price range. So if your home should typically be priced at, you know, uh, $600,000 and you have it priced at 680 because you want to see what you can get. And you've always heard that, Hey, um, I can always come down. It's a bad look, guys. It's a bad look. You don't want to have to come down if you don't have to. Um, the best thing you can do is get as many people interested in your property as possible as soon as you come on the market or as soon as you start pre-marketing -mar pre it. That's important. You pre-market the home before you officially come on the market to really bring up that level of uh, excitement of this home coming on the market with buyers looking in that area or in that price range. You want to really enhance that by pre-marketing the home before it's officially on the market. So um, I want to get back to this real quick because um, it's super important. Um, if your home doesn't compare favorably to the other homes on the market, then guess what? It's you're not going to see many offers. You're not going to see many serious buyers. So uh, let's move on to number six. And this is we talked about earlier: negative perception. So here's the thing, and we've all heard this saying: perception is reality. So if your home is sitting on the market for two or three months. And that's a long time. But if your home is on the market for four to, you know, yeah, I, I would even say four to eight weeks, uh, people are going to start wondering, you know, why isn't this house selling? And, and, and the wheels are going to start turning and they're going to start talking to those little voices in their head as to why is this property not selling? And the reason it's not selling is because you've overpriced it. You can't overprice your home. It is extreme. It's the, it's literally the worst mistake you can make when you put your house on the market is overpricing your home. It is absolutely going to kill your chances to get multiple interested parties involved and putting offers in on your property, which always drives the price up. So price your house, right? Remember, these are the top 10 things not in any particular order, 
uh, that happen when you overprice your home. Okay, let's move on and let's go to uh, number five, decreased exposure. So what I mean by that is there's a lot of people, when you overprice your home, they're going to look at what you priced your home at and what other homes have sold for in your area or might currently be on the market for. And they may not even, they may not even come to see your home. Even if they kind of like it, it's like, you know, people don't like to lowball offers. They really don't. Buyers feel uncomfortable putting lowball offers in. Investors don't, but buyers do. Owner-occupant buyers don't like insulting sellers and putting lowball offers in. And they never, they never come to fruition anyway, so it doesn't make sense for them to do that. But um, decreased exposure. Now, here's something to consider. The, per, the reason you want as much exposure as possible and pricing has a lot to do with it is because the person that comes to see your home, you know what? It might not be the perfect property for them, but there is something called secondary exposure. And that is they may know somebody that this home is perfect for. And they may tell that person about it, but they're not going to tell that person about it if your home is overpriced and does not compare favorably to the other comps on the market that agents are going to be showing their buyers. So decreased exposure and uh, not a good thing. Decreased exposure is never good in real estate. So uh, that, of course, goes along with number four, which is reduced demand. So what do we mean by reduced demand? Overpricing your home may reduce the overall demand for it, for it as buyers are going to view it as less competitive or less of a good value. You know, everybody's looking for a good value. That doesn't mean anybody's looking to steal your house out from under you or get it for a price that just doesn't make sense that you're not going to sell it for. But everybody's looking for a fair value. Uh, listen, I, I want to tell you guys something. No deal comes together. No deal comes together unless both buyer and seller feel like they've won. It's that simple. If if a buyer doesn't feel like they, they've kind of gotten what they need to get this deal done and a seller doesn't feel the same way, it's not coming together. And the more contentious that negotiation gets, the less chance you have of actually putting that deal together. So... Um, yeah, that reduced demand is a real thing because if people don't think they're getting a good value for their dollar, especially when they're buying the most important, the most expensive thing they are ever going to purchase in their life, most likely, um, they're not going to consider it. So it's important, so important to price your home correctly from the get-go. Make sure you're working with an agent that A, is not only a good agent that's, you know, of course, picking up the phone every time you call, responding to texts and emails quickly, keeping you in the loop on everything that's going on, has the experience, 
and uh, has proof of that performance level and production level, all that good stuff. And there's a lot of good newer agents out there too. But um, make sure that you're working with a a pricing agent, an agent that knows how to price your home correctly and knows how to get people through the door. That is our job, getting people through the door. People sell themselves on your home. As long as we stage it right, as long as we have great media deliverables, as long as we price it right and we get people through your door, your house has a good likelihood of potentially selling for more than we list it for. So um, reduced demand, not a good thing. Now, here's the thing, uh, number two, and this is... Uh, this is something that does not make sellers happy, and that is lower offers. If you overprice your home, you are not going to get offers typically on your home that you're going to be happy with because they're going to be offers that reflect the market, not what you would like to get for your home. So you have to also be working with an agent that knows your market and that knows how to price your home to get as many people interested in it as possible right from the get-go. You have absolutely, it is imperative to be working with an agent that is not only a great marketing agent, agent attentive to all of your needs throughout the transaction, because let's face it, buying or selling a home is probably one of the most stressful purchases or sales you will ever make in your life, whether you're a buyer or a seller. It's actually, it's it's fairly stressful for everybody involved in it, uh, including all of the vendors, the brokers, the attorneys, the home inspectors, appraisers, you know, it takes a village to get one of these transactions across the finish line. So it's extremely important to be working with an agent that is a pricing agent, a marketing agent, and is attentive to everything you need from start to finish to get that to get that transaction over the finish line. That's why at TrustedAgentUSA.com, any agent that is partnering with us has a minimum of three years experience and a certain number of transactions under their belt. So we know exactly, uh, you know, that they have the experience and performance level that you're going to expect. So check out trustedagentusa.com and hook up with one of those agents for free, no obligation. Okay. Um, number two. I think I said that last one was number two. That was number three. Number two is longer time on the market. Okay, let me put this to you as plainly as I can. If you're a seller out there thinking about putting your house on the market, market time is like acid to the sale price of your home. The longer you're on the market, the more that market time eats away at your list price. It's as simple as that. You need to price it right because 
you do not want to linger on the market. When you linger on the market, it brings up all kinds of questions in buyers' minds. Why isn't this house selling? Is there something wrong with it? Is it way overpriced? Um, are the sellers difficult to work with? I can go on and on about what goes through their mind and the conversations they have with each other and themselves. Uh, when they, they, they might be interested in a property, but it's been on the market for 120 days. And they're wondering why has this property been on the market for 120 days? Well, it's because you overpriced it. And particularly if you're not willing to come off your price, you will literally just sit there on the market and remember, this is so important to remember, the longer you're on the market, the farther away you get from your current list price. It is as simple as that. Okay. Number one gets back to kind of what we talked about with reduced demand, and that is um, uh, fewer showings. So look, I, I don't really need to get into this. Nobody's buying your home without seeing your home. There are investors. I'm an investor. I've purchased homes and, uh, I've done, uh, deals with other investors, uh, where we would, uh, do the deal together. And I've done deals where I've purchased a property without looking at it first and doing my due diligence. Um, I did that with a property in St. Charles that we didn't lose money on, but, uh, here comes a, a showings coming in now for, uh, our property over in Naperville. Um, I'll, I'll get to them in a second here. Um, so, uh, no one's buying your house without looking at it first. That's the bottom line, whether they're looking on their own or whether they're working with an agent. And keep in mind, 85 plus percent of the buyers out there are working with agents. So all, everything we talked about, that buyer is going to know about. They're going to see the comps. They're going to see how your price uh, compares to the other comps that have recently sold or that are currently on the market. And uh, they're going to get all that information. And frankly, most of it is, is on the internet. You can find it yourself. But having said that, 85 plus percent of the buyers out there that sell their home, that uh, buy a home, are working with an agent. And it's the same for those who are selling their home. 85 percent plus of the sellers out there are working with an agent to sell their home. So the fewer showings you get, the lower your demand. And, uh, it's really, you, you gotta be really, really, I'm going to stop sharing the screen right now, guys. Give me a second here. You gotta be really, really careful about, um, when you're pricing your home. It is never more important than when you first come on the market. You must price your home correctly. If you don't, you're immediately going to see it in the number of showings you get, in the type of offers you get, and you're not going to be happy with either of those numbers. So really uh, keep in mind, it is super important to work with an agent that you not only know, like, and trust is not only going to be there quickly to respond when you call them, when you text them, when you email them, but they're pricing agents 
and their marketing agents. They know how to price a home in your market and they know how to market your home with the quality media deliverables. People find your home on the internet. So your deliverables have to be solid. Your pictures need to be professionally done. If you're doing drone shots, professionally done. Um, your videos, professionally done. I know I'm repeating myself, but it could not be more important in this day and age. People do not find your home in the local paper anymore. They find it online. They find it at Redfin, Realtor.com, Zillow, uh, other websites out there. That's where they find your home. And it's kind of like a dating service. They're kind of scrolling through these pictures, right? And when they see one that they like, boom, they stop. And then they start looking at all the pictures of that house. And then they call their agent and say, hey, let's go take a look at this house. I like the way it looks. You know, let's go take a look at it and check it out. Um, so that's how the real estate world works right now. It is an online uh, to the most part, for the most part, it's an online, uh, it's an online experience and you've got to, you've got to give a good experience to those people that are looking online and seeing it for the first time online. So make sure your media deliverables live up to their expectations of what they're going to see when they walk through the door. Um, guys, we are going to wrap this up. I super appreciate you guys tuning in. Remember, uh, if you're interested in getting the book, you can see at the bottom of the screen, just text the word book to 630-921-0611. I will send you a link for a free copy of the ebook. And that book, of course, is the top tens of real estate. And those are 32 top 10 proven real estate lists that will maximize your profit when you buy, sell, or invest. You guys have an awesome rest of the week. We're, we're headlong into the weekend. We're a little bit more than a week out from Christmas, a couple weeks out from New Year. So enjoy the end of the year. And we are headed headlong into the 2024 real estate market. We'll see you Saturday at 9 a.m. And remember, you can subscribe and listen to our podcast on any podcast uh, site that you typically go to, whether that's Apple, Amazon, uh, uh, Yahoo, what, whatever, wherever you typically listen to your favorite podcast, you will find the Real Estate Radio Show podcast. And we have great guests on every week. We didn't this week because we had a lot to talk about. But uh, you can also watch us live on LinkedIn at Larry Shackman. You could watch us live on YouTube at Larry Shackman, or you can watch us live on Facebook at Launch My Listing. And you know what? You will launch your listing if you price it right. All right, you guys. Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. And we will see you again very, very soon. Uh, and by soon, I mean this Saturday at 9 a.m. So uh, 
tune in because I don't want to be lonely. I don't want to be there by myself. All right, you guys. See you Saturday, 9 a.m. Thanks for joining us on Real Estate Radio with your host, Larry Shagman, the real estate therapist and top producing broker. Now go to trustedagentusa.com and save thousands when you sell, buy, or invest. Illinois license number 475-145-795. Tune in next week for the ultimate real estate radio experience.